Here in New York, people talk a lot about seawalls. What are we going to do when the sea levels rise or storm surges happen, as happened with Sandy and there was flooding all over the place? How will we protect ourselves from this inevitable rise in sea level and the surges? People talk about a seawall, something like the levees in Amsterdam or in Holland. But that doesn't seem to work so well either. For one thing, we're talking billions, maybe trillions of dollars to protect. Let's just say we try to protect Manhattan. Well, it doesn't stop the flooding. It pushes it away. Even if we could protect Manhattan, that surge now gets bounces off the wall and goes to hit Brooklyn and Queens and, and all the other low-lying areas. It's not necessarily a solution. Some people propose instead we should build oyster banks and, and we wouldn't call it organic, but natural solutions that absorb this flow. But even that wouldn't work because the sea levels are going to rise and rise. Something has to be done. Well, can something be done? We're not really sure. Let's imagine that we did find a way to build a wall all around New York. I don't know, it's a wall or oyster beds or something that protects New York, uh, let's say Manhattan, from this and without causing further problems elsewhere. I think the U.S., probably New York City is the place in the U.S. that would be the most resources would be put into this. But let's just say we also somehow had the resources to protect all the other coastal cities and that we could, let's just say that worked out. Near Manhattan on Staten Island is something called Fresh Kills. It's a landfill that for decades, I think now it's closed and covered over, but inside of it is tons and tons of plastic and poison, stuff that we don't want out. But if we protect Manhattan, and let's say we protect all of the other coastal cities, let's just say something really crazy happens and all the cities all around the world are protected from sea level rise. Now that's not going to happen anytime in our lifetimes, but let's just say that happens. I don't see us putting that kind of expense into protecting garbage dumps and landfills. We're protecting our, busy protecting ourselves. We're going to have to build some new cities. But let's just say we do that. The sea levels are going to rise. The surges are going to hit this landfill. And it's going to cause all that garbage to float up and disperse out to sea. Now, let's just say we protect Staten Island too, because it's New York City. Staten Island is part of New York City. I mean, not just Manhattan we protect, but also all of New York City. But there's lots of other landfills. There's lots of other places where we've dumped garbage. But let's just say all around the cities, we do okay. But let's look at, say, Cancer Alley, the areas on the Gulf Coast of Texas and Louisiana, where there's who knows how much oil, toxic stuff has been dumped there over the past several generations. I don't see any way that we can protect all of that. And forget about just the United States. We're not the cleanest place in the world, but we're not the dirtiest place in the world. How many other places have been dumping toxic chemicals for generations, how are we going to protect that stuff? Protect the entire Gulf Coast? I don't see that possible, not within the next couple of decades. All around the world, these poisons will disperse out, and within a short period of time, I would guess decades, generations, shorter, I would bet shorter than a century, it'll basically get evenly dispersed all throughout the world's oceans. Meaning, every bite of food that you take that comes from sea life, plant or animal, is going to have oil and poison and plastic in it. What's going to happen to the fish, to the wildlife in the oceans and along all the coasts? I mean, already today, I think it's safe to say that most beaches have plastic pollution on them now without this having happened, without all of the plastic and, and stuff that we've dumped for the past several generations, without all of that added to it. Now, maybe some gyres will make some places more dense with plastic and, and poison and some less, but I think it's going to be pretty fairly evenly distributed throughout the planet. I would guess this situation would last for 
something tells me hundreds of thousands of years. Maybe for lucky tens of thousands of years. I suppose it's possible that some mutations could lead to animals and plants evolving to live off of what's now for us poison. I don't see humans evolving that quickly for that to happen. A lot of people think our issue now is energy. How do we get energy to supply our lifestyle? Now, I'm going in a different direction. How do we live a lifestyle given what energy we have coming from the sun? People say we need more energy. We need renewables, solar, wind, hydro, also fission and fusion. People call those things renewable. If you look at the details, they all require fossil fuels. I have to look at the numbers, but I believe that if we were to convert all of our energy supply to wind and solar and nuclear and fusion, if we could somehow magically make that happen overnight, the amount of fossil fuels we would need to make those would push us over the limits to two or three degrees. What we call renewable and green and, and clean energy is not by any stretch. If you look at the, the details matter. How do you make these things? But let's leave that for another episode. My point is that I'm going to talk like a physicist here. Energy is one issue. How much energy can we get? But there's another issue of thermodynamics. You probably remember something like the second law of thermodynamics that says that entropy can only increase. The amount of disorder can only increase unless you have an energy source to lower it. Uh, I don't want to get into too much detail. But over the past lifetime of the planet, natural processes powered by the sun and uh, the earth have led to oil being safely for us underground. If we mess up with that, as we have been, then we start kicking into action that all these things will get dispersed and dispersed and dispersed, and all the pollution and poisons will get everywhere. I just described one mechanism of many. Say we start putting the landfills on mountains. There are other processes of erosion and so forth that will get it out. As far as I can tell, the number one strategy is leave the oil in the ground immediately, starting right now. Otherwise, it will get out into the oceans. It will get into the biosphere. It will get into your veins, into your arteries, the arteries of your children, their veins, and every living creature. You could say, well, at some point, life will evolve. But that's ignoring the effects that human beings will feel. It's very easy to say, oh, just look at it at a species level. Not a big deal. Over millions of years, we'll evolve and so forth. But individual humans will suffer. Humans are very bad at predicting what will make us happy, what will make us feel pain and so forth. Think of you actually suffering. Think of people you know actually suffering. That's what will happen. There's a classic experiment that's relevant here. They have the subject of the experiment put their hand in ice water. They say, feel how cold this is. Now estimate how long you could keep your hand submerged in this ice water. And the person says usually 30 seconds, a minute, something like that. And they say, okay, we got a stopwatch here. Put your hand in the water and we'll see how long you can keep it in. And five seconds later, like, ah, they take their hand out. They say, what happened to 30 seconds to a minute? They say, it was cold. We're very bad at predicting how we'll feel under stress. It gets much worse. Like beforehand, we say, oh, I'll handle it. And then tiny, small amounts of stress discomfort of pain affect us way more than we expect. And we're terrible at predicting this. Now imagine you, your loved ones, feeling that stress, that pain, that suffering. Imagine watching your loved ones suffer. That's what we're talking about here. And now imagine having that on a billion person scale. But it's not ice water. It's wars over resources or running out of food and starving or getting cancer. We don't have to let that happen. We can't change the past, but we can stop polluting now because there's no way to contain it over multiple lifetimes. Now, after all that gloom, I want to make clear, what makes me able to share all of this is that when you live life with less plastic, I'm now in my third year on one load of garbage. The last time I emptied my garbage was 2019, and it's 2022 now, late January. When you make that shift, 
life gets, by all measures that I can think of that are valuable to me at least, life gets better. I save money, I save time, spend more time with family, more control over my career, more healthy. And it's more accessible for people who, okay, if you have resources, it's accessible and you enable people who don't have the resources, you make it more able for them to get the resources. So you help everyone. I recommend making the shift. I believe it will lead to, in general, for every individual and humans in general, greater health, longevity, abundance, prosperity, stability, and equality. Use less plastic, plug the wells, keep it in the ground. What problems will come, and there will be some to adjust after decades and generations of relying on fossil fuels, there will be adjustment, but we'll handle those as they come much more easily than handling the doomsday stuff that I was just talking about. If we face the challenges, we can solve them. The best way to face them and overcome them is not to keep putting them off, but to face them. Plug the wells, we'll solve what comes. Here's an option that is not available to us, is simply live the way we have been now, and there won't be a problem. That option is not there. Past generations have said, we'll leave it to future generations to solve these problems. Yeah, they'll keep getting bigger, but when their backs are to the wall, they'll solve them. We are the ones with the backs to the wall. We can solve this. We can plug the wells. We can stop using plastic right now.